We should not be conforming to what's popular. We should not be conforming to pressures of social media. We always just like walk away from God, but he's just chasing after us and he, he won't force a relationship with you. If I would have brought it to the light right away, um, it would have left me with so much less hurt than, than yeah. what um, I experienced. Constantly influencing people and people influencing us. As you grow as a Christian, your convictions are going to be evolving as well. Hey guys, welcome back to a new show. Um, like always, Katie and I are super excited for a new episode. So this week, we're actually going to be talking about false information. And I thought it would kind of be fun to ask ourselves the question, would God flag this as false information? Um, so kind of just keep this in mind as we dive in. Mm-hmm. Also, um, we're really just focusing on trying to push God's message out there and your reviews actually help us do that. So the more you leave reviews, we get to climb up and I guess in rankings um, in the (laughs) podcast world. (laughs) So that would just help greatly for you guys. Just leave us a review. Um, And yeah, and you know, some of you, I might send some little gifts and things like that. So I'll reach out um, via social media. If you leave a review, just screenshot it, send it to me on Instagram at dot Freedom Podcast. And yeah, I'll pick a couple people to send some little gifts to. Yes. And just want to say this is just real life, but my dog is barking in the background. So I apologize <laughs> for any sort of barking background uh, noise, you know, with uh, the the way it is with um, the Amazon drivers. I feel like I'm always having something yes. delivered and then all of a sudden my dog is going crazy. Um, but yes, just to kind of follow up on that, we appreciate all the reviews and just all the feedback. So if you guys have a topic you want to hear about too, or hear us talk about, um, feel free to leave a comment or um, DM us on our Instagram page. And we greatly appreciate all of the reviews because it helps us just get the get God's word to more individuals and have a greater reach. So we appreciate that. And then one thing we wanted to mention that we're super excited about, so not this episode, but next episode in two weeks, um, my boyfriend, Jake, and then Lexi's brother, Dom, are coming on our podcast. So it's our first, isn't this, won't this be our first um, episode with guests? Yeah. 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 (laughs) So this is going to be super exciting. We're going to be talking about dating and Christian dating from a male perspective and just get their input. Um, They're both believers and both awesome, obviously awesome individuals. I mean, Lexi's brother, he's fabulous. And then my boyfriend, Jake, I'm biased. He's amazing. (laughs) So so we are super stoked to have them on the podcast. So that's something to look forward to. So if you guys have any questions, we'll probably be making a post like here in the next two weeks um, asking for like, if you guys have any specific questions, because I think it's one topic that is I mean, I I know that some Christian couples and some Christian men definitely are great on social media, like answering questions about dating. But um, I think it's pretty unusual, you know, to have Christian men who are kind of from a Christian perspective talking about, okay, this is what uh, from a male perspective, kind of they, you know, just their perspective on dating. And and I think um, it'll be really exciting to have just them on and and have both of our perspectives from a male and and female um, side of things. So that'll be awesome. We're really looking forward to that. Yes, I'm so excited. And especially 
like <clears throat> two people that we love so much. So I think it's going to be great. And I, their perspectives are awesome. And um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a good show for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then we can even dive into actually Jake and I last night, we're reading through a book. It's called Single Dating Engaged Married. Highly recommend it for anyone who's honestly single or dating. I mean, yeah. whatever phase of life you're in, it's an awesome book. Um, ben Stewart, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, Lexi, but he's he's a pastor out of Passion City Church in DC. And okay. we've been reading through that book together. Actually, it's just kind of like a, a, just to have some structure of things to talk about as we now are approaching six months of dating. And yeah. it just has been- Has there really been six months? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's been almost six months. Dang. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Time like really, really flies. <laughs> I know. It, well, in some ways too, because we've been talking about this, I'm like, it seems like like so short. But in some ways, because we've been so intentional with our dating yeah. um, just journey, it seems like it's been two years. I mean, it's just yeah. crazy like when you're intentional about dating, which is something that um, I hope we get to, which we will yes. touch touch on in our in our podcast but just like when you're intentional about dating how much more how much deeper your relationship is from the get-go than when yeah. you're just kind of dating as the world would you know the Hollywood type of <laughs> yeah. basically you know the Hollywood dating um strategy versus like the godly dating strategy yeah. um, and it's just totally different and so um we really have, I think, learned a lot. And so I'm excited to dive into that as well and just talk about um, so kind of our journey a little bit too and how it's been different dating yeah. with God as a focus versus previous experiences, which have been totally different. So yeah, yeah, yeah we're excited. Really nice perspective from everyone just because we're all just in a little bit like different areas yes. to um, dating and all that stuff. So yes. I think I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to cool. be great. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I guess we'll jump into this episode. We're very excited about mm-hmm. next week. We're also very excited about this episode too. <laughs> we're excited about all the episodes. Let's just be honest. <laughs> there is no shortage of enthusiasm between yes. the two of us. That's for sure. But yes, very true. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess kind of today we wanted to just talk about, obviously, like I said, false information and mostly I think just the messages that we are seeing and hearing daily that come from the world in comparison to what the Bible says. So we did write down a couple of points. Um, and I, I guess I'll just kind of start from the top and we can work our way through it. Um, so one message that I hear all the time, and I think everyone here is not just me, um, do what makes you happy. This is, it sounds like good advice because people usually put at the end of that, as long as it doesn't hurt someone else or, you know, something like that along those lines to make it okay. Um, but the issue that I typically have with this is that sometimes what makes me happy directly goes against what God says. Mm. Um, I guess a couple examples of that are things that these aren't things that make me happy. I just want to clarify. Just a forewarning. But some examples of this, um, we're seeing the push of um, abortions um, and saying that that's very feminist and feminine and pro-woman if you um, support abo- abortions. Um, we're seeing this in same-sex marriage. We're seeing this in idols and um, 
just putting ourselves first. Mm-hmm. We're seeing sex outside of marriage, um, the use and abuse of drugs and alcohol. Um, so those are things that may make us happy, but it goes directly against what God says. Um, and I guess I'll kind of open up with this scripture. It's Deuteronomy 6, 12 through 15. Um, I'll summarize a little bit, but it says, be careful not to forget the Lord who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. You must fear the Lord, your God and serve him. When you take an oath, you must use only his name. You must not worship any other gods of neighboring nations. For the Lord, your God, who lives among you is a jealous God. His anger will flare up against you and he will wipe you from the face of the earth. Very, very clear on who we're supposed to serve, um, especially in that scripture. You know, serve God only is the only thing to do, not making ourselves happy. Yeah. And I think this notion of making ourselves happy, it's happiness is, is like a short-term emotion. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about it from the perspective of that phrase really is telling us to follow our short-term gratification and satisfaction. And that is very contrary to what the, what the word says. I mean, we're constantly in a flesh versus spirit battle. And it's not only the Holy Spirit waging war against our fleshly desires, like internally, if we are, or if we have accepted Jesus Christ, we have the Holy Spirit that resides within us that can help us wage war against these fleshly desires. Um, But also we have, we have, I mean, there's demonic spirits in, in the world that are constantly trying to um, feed us lies and untruths. And so this do what makes you happy. Well, how can you like actually um, give a definition to to happiness if it's from a worldly perspective. It really is just gratifying your flesh in the short term. And so what makes me happy, I mean, if I'm depressed and I, you know, just want to, let's say, just feel some sort of high or feel, um, you know, just at ease or whatever it may be. Well, if it makes me happy, I might just go abuse drugs, abuse alcohol, um, you know, go hook up with someone from the internet. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of things that we could justify based on our fleeting emotions. But really, are we yeah. are we justifying things based on that worldly perspective and our fleeting emotions? Are we actually going to the word of God and seeing, okay, actually, what does God say about these things? Because what makes me, quote, happy Maybe just a short-term emotion, but in the long run, it's going to devastate me. It, or it could. You know, I'm not saying necessarily every single decision that makes me happy. I mean, coffee makes me happy. <laughs> um, you know, or like other things. I mean, sometimes going to the store and like yeah. buying a new outfit. I mean, that gives me some like short-term pleasure. But yeah, if we're going to these quick fixes for that gratification is just making me happy and it's becoming a stronghold and I'm actually just gratifying my flesh, then that's sinful. So this message, it's very contrary to what the word says. And the word um, is very, very clear that that honoring God's commandments is what God desires for us to do. And it's this constant process of sanctification. We're not just, okay, saved and then we never struggle with sin. No, we're saved and our eternity is secured, but it's a constant day-by-day battle and a work towards that sanctification you know, where we're constantly stripping off the old and, and renewing our minds day by day, um, to become more like Jesus Christ in the end. Yeah, definitely. 
it's it's definitely a process for sure. Yeah. What is another message that you hear daily in the world that we kind of see? Um, oh yeah. Well, I think you know, kind of going off of that of, well, this, this is what makes me happy. So I'm just going to indulge in it is, well, this is my truth and kind of this like notion of my truth is my truth and your truth is your truth. Well, if that's the case, then, then there's no objective truth. So that's actually Mm -hmm. just, you know, then truth is not the definition of truth because there's right and wrong. Um, but if we're looking to, my truth versus your truth. Well, there's no objective truth then because it changes based on which person you're talking to. And the only place we can get ultimate truth is the word. And so we have to be going to the word. You know, our emotions are going to determine my truth versus your truth, our mm-hmm. upbringing, our, pers- you know, all kinds of things. And so we can't rely on what one person says is ultimate truth. It's like, okay, are we actually looking at truth from the perspective of the word, or is it just like we were just talking about our our fleshly desire, our um, own carnal nature, and we're just sort of making up whatever we feel like we want to be true versus what is actually true? Yeah. And it's so controversial to say like that there's only one truth. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of funny because this is a, this, I think back in the day, this wasn't even something that people would question yeah. uh, like even just certain things that we know is wrong. Like people are like, well, that may be wrong for you, but this is my truth. And I'm like, you know, it, yeah. it, it's so subjective that you basically just need to say that there is no truth. And like, I might be diving mm-hmm. into some stuff here with this next comment, but just like the same thing as like, there's no gender um, mm. or people are trying to make us believe yeah. There's no gender when God is very clear in the Bible that he made man and he made woman. Um, And there's only two genders. Um, You Mm -hmm. can go against what your biological and God given gender is, but that doesn't make that now truth in this world that you're trying to put me in as well. So there is literally only one truth and that is God's truth. If he says this is the way it is, and if you're a Christian, you say you're a Christian and you believe in the word, these are things that apply to you. Um, We've mentioned this before. Like if you're not a Christian, then you're not necessarily held to God's standards because you're not living in his will. So it is different for people who are living in the world and then people who are um, Christians and say that they're living by God's commandments. So I just want to kind of, you know, clarify with that because a lot of the times with living or with, with saying this is my truth, it just makes us live for ourselves. Mm. Um, that's never why God created us. We're not created to please ourselves, live for ourselves, live our truth. It's just, it's not biblical in any type of way. So if you're posting that, I think that <laughs> if God yeah. was on social media, it would pop up as false information for sure. <laughs> Flag, this yeah. is not true. <laughs> right. Right. I know. And it's just, it's, it's interesting because I mean, I definitely fell into this camp for sure where before I, I really was, I would say a believer. I mean, I wouldn't even say I was a Christian until probably 2000. I I accepted Jesus, but I didn't really know what that meant until probably like 2016, 2017. Um, And, you know, I was like, well, if it makes you happy, if you feel like that's good for you, then do it. And this is, you know, if I feel like this is good for me, I will do it. But the the thing about that, like you said, 
that is extremely selfish. I mean, think about, well, I'm just going to do what's best for me. And so really our idol becomes our own, our own, or whatever, our, whatever we desire. I mean, essentially we're putting ourselves and our desires and our wishes on a pedestal and, um, you know, talking about the issue of, um, abortion or the issue of, you know, having sex before marriage or um, whatever it may be where we're gratifying our short-term desires in our flesh, there's always going to be some sort of a consequence for that. And it doesn't mean that we can't be forgiven, that we can't, um, you know, if we repent and we turn away from our sin and we ask God for forgiveness, like it is biblical, it is written that our slates are wiped clean and we're given a, I mean, we're constantly being forgiven by the Lord, which is just like, oh my gosh, sometimes I'm just like, oh, like, I think about that. Like the God of the universe, if we ask for forgiveness, he will forgive us and wipe away all of our sins and we're made yeah. clean. Um, but, you know, so if we ask for forgiveness and turn away from our sin and repent, you know, we are given a, essentially a fresh start. But at the same time, it's like we have to n- – we have to say what is sin, what is wrong. And the Bible gives us a very clear guideline for what is right and what is wrong. And and as we were talking about, you know, we just gave those examples of things that we do that we justify. It's like we're really honestly sacrificing whatever it is that we're doing for ourselves. It's like it's like worshiping the idol of self. Yeah. And um one time I just remember a pastor giving this this kind of example of um you know in in biblical times they would sacrifice babies for you know kind of was like yep for whatever reason yep. and he said well essentially the the abortion issue that we're having now with it being so prevalent is really s- sacrificing children for our own um our own f- desires i mean it really is sacrificing a life for what I want. And, and it's just so, um, devastating to see how our society just brushes these things aside as just no big deal, but it really, it's not only, you know, it's just, it affects the women and the men so much that are, um, affected by these things. And it's more than just that one decision. There also is hurt and pain that just that lingers for so much more than just that that time frame as well, and so yeah. um, I think you know God's commandments. It says in the Word that you know they're not burden burdensome because if we follow His commandments, we have freedom from sin. We have freedom from that that bondage, that slavery, um, that yoke of of just. I mean, it's just so heavy the the yoke of of sin and and really we're in bondage to to sin and we're slaves to sin if we continue to follow our fleshly desires so it's important that we see these commandments are to give us freedom from the consequences of sin and yeah. it's not that god's trying to like keep us from living a good life or enjoying life it's like if we actually follow his commandments and man i'm sure we could give many examples um personally of, of living for ourselves and having those consequences. Um, is there one that you can think of in your life where maybe you thought, oh, this is best for me, but then you saw the consequence of that? Um, I mean, I guess if I'm being like super (laughs) open and candid, um, I think for me, like, especially when I was in college and outside of college, kind of just, I mean, we've mentioned before, just 
sleeping around and not really focusing on my relationship with God, I didn't realize that it was damaging me in a sense of where I was looking at men as just objects. Um, And it's really something that I've had to work on as I approach um, dating or relationships or things like that. Um, It's just, it actually did become Mm-hmm. a problem. <laughs> I, yeah. you know, I mean, to be as candid as possible, like I just stopped actually caring about people mm-hmm. and was only really focusing on, you know, how this person makes me feel, how I feel about myself. It was just me, 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 like, and I didn't really care, um, too much. And I, I, I guess like, I, I just thought that people were just, um, disposable. Like it really became like that kind of mindset because I had been hurt by people before as well. So I think it kind of mm-hmm. played in, um, and I was just not living the life that I should have been living. So mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, like that was definitely something and it. It made me really have to step back and evaluate and kind of pull myself away from like dating and guys and like all that stuff, because it was really just unhealthy the way that I viewed men that I was attracted to. It was, um, yeah, yeah, it was, it, it was a problem for a while, I would say. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I can absolutely relate to that. I'm just not even understanding like what a relationship should be. Mm -hmm. And so I think we've talked about this in our dating podcasts and just in our conversations about dating, it becomes so focused on the physical and on just the, the, that like lust component where we're actually just lusting after individuals. We're not love is, is sacrificial. Like true love is sacrificial and it's not a, it's not a, um, transaction like okay what can you do for me and I'll do for you and that's really how so many so many of my relationships were before um before finding God or before really turning my life over to him which it's still a daily a daily thing but um you know it, it just becomes we were just having this conversation um off you know before we started recording and we were just talking about like how different our relationships are now when yeah. we have God in those relationships versus before when it was just very surface level and like yeah. okay I'm friends with you or I'm dating you just because like you please my flesh and I think you look yeah. hot <laughs> you know I think you have a great body and I think that you're you know whatever you sweet talk me and all these things and um and it's just so shallow and like yeah. you may maybe feel like okay we share the same interests or we share the same career whatever it may be but it's like those things are fleeting and so like yeah. what are you actually sharing deeper underneath the surface and yeah. um that's something we just were talking about and we're like wow it's amazing how much deeper and more meaningful our relationships are now versus before when maybe it was just that surface level fleshly like what can you do for me and I'll do for you yeah. type of relationship yeah and i think when you're um used by people especially like i always <laughs> I was just really innocent and really naive coming out of high school. Same. (laughs) Yeah. Like I just didn't realize, I guess how the world works and that someone would use me and, you know, Mm -hmm. vice versa and things like that. So it's like when you start picking up on those behaviors, like, Oh, I'm, I never want to feel like that again, you know? Um, And yeah, it kind of just, it can spiral. And then you end up developing, you know, either addictions or issues or things like that, that you never anticipated 
you know, when you first started diving into this sin or whatever it is, um, yeah, it's just interesting how that yeah. works. And the consequences from our actions are not necessarily like, I guess, like, oh, I, I don't know, like God taking something away from you or yeah. like, you a lot of the times it comes in the sense of um, possibly dealing with depression or anxiety. Mm-hmm. Or um, just oh, think yeah. that, like more like mental health. I do mm-hmm. know that like the consequences we don't always put two and two together, but the consequences usually come in forms like that. Um, mm-hmm. I've never like sinned, and then God's like, "I'm gonna make you lose your job," or like, right. I don't know. right. And I yeah. think that's why we think we can get away with sin. And I've made this mistake so many times. Oh my gosh. I didn't have a direct consequence to sleeping with the guy that I was dating. But then I realized down the road that, okay, maybe you have an issue, you know, with talking to multiple men at one time or like whatever it is, like, and not realizing like, you know, that the the sin that I first, the original sin had now developed into other issues that I had yes. to later on. Um, yes. To be dealing with that stuff. So, yeah. and, and it's so short-sighted sin is, yeah. and it's like, oh, I can get away with it. And, you know, yeah. I mean, you think, of, you think about Adam and Eve in the garden and really that was the foundation of the first sin. It was like, well, don't you think that, you know, you know better, like the, the devil, tempting us essentially or tempting Eve saying, well, you know, like who, who is God? Why should you trust God? Like be, be your own God. And that's really what we have, that we have to wage war on every single day. It's essentially like we see ourselves as the gods of our life. And if we see ourselves as the gods of our life, we're going to be just doing whatever the heck we want because yeah. we're living for ourselves and we're not surrendering control to the Lord. Yeah. And it's a constant battle because if we – I mean, it's a slippery slope too. And like you said, this, the consequences of sin are not always immediate. But like, for example, for myself, um, just giving like a candid example, I mean – in the fitness industry and um, working in the fitness industry, I've been in the fitness industry now for like, oh my gosh, like six, seven years, I think. Or so, Yeah, it's been a while. Um, and, you know, just having competed and having um, just gone through a lot and, and, you know, at certain points, it was just all about followers, all about popularity, all about like this kind of like sex appeal that I was like pressured to be, you know, as like a woman in the fitness industry and this yeah. kind of like almost ego of like, ooh, I need to be like the strongest and the cutest and the this and the that. And honestly, like it still affects me today because I um still battle with like that posting, oh, I need to post something to get likes. You know, like still there's that thought in my mind of like, um, you know, posting something to please my followers or to gain more following or whatever it may be. And like, that's, that's like satanic, you know, to yeah. be posting something just to gratify my flesh with likes. Yeah. Like what? I mean, yeah. that's just so contrary to the word, but, you know, think about how often, like, why am I posting this? Am I posting this because it's just like out of 
desire to share something or share a part of my life or whatever it may be. I mean, there's nothing wrong with posting just a random photo because you want to share a part of your life. But if you have that desire to, um, let's say, tempt a man or, you know, to have them lust after you, like that's not something I want to do. But yet in my past, that was what I did all the time. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. I post all kinds of provocative photos. I mean, nothing. Yeah nothing like pornographic or anything like that, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, well, I mean, like that now when you step back and view it, you're yeah. like, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, recently. Oh, I was talking to, who was I talking to? I think it was my mom. Um, and there was this one point where I did this photo shoot in a bikini and I was like posting all these very sexual photos on Instagram. Yeah. And I literally, I was talking to her about it. I was like, what in the world was I? I mean, it was the epitome of like uh, glorifying my flesh and trying to get yeah. likes and that sort of thing. Yeah. And it just like well, broke my heart. Yeah. But yeah, it's still not gonna Yeah. Well, and the thing is, that's crazy is that you know, I mean, I see um, like bigger fitness accounts who always are like, this is a test, like, until you after or whatever. But Anyways, I, I won't even go into that, but um, <laughs> it'll be super hot, sexy, provocative, you know, photo. And then it'll be like a lifting photo. And then they're seeing which one gets more likes. I'm like, yeah. we already know the way the internet yeah. works. Like we know it's going to get more likes, more views than anything. It's when yeah. you don't have your clothes on and you're a woman, like that's just, right. we know this. It's not rocket science. If you want more followers and likes, there mm-hmm. you go. I gave, you know, right. <laughs> someone a thousand dollars to get your likes up. I will tell you how, but that's exactly. what the world says that we're supposed to do. And that this yeah. is womanly. And, and I saw this meme, I was cracking up <laughs> my brother and it was like, um, hold on, let me, don't, don't let me butcher this, but it was like, um, oh, it said, why is it that um, what is considered uplifting women is always women with no clothes on? Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. and I sat back and I chuckled because I was like, what is so uplifting about that? Well, quote unquote, uplifting about that when we're really just like objectifying ourselves and allowing mm-hmm. other people to do that to us as well. Like, how is yeah. that up? lifting when you really think about it. It's not. Right. Um, right. And I, I I don't have a problem with people feeling like good about themselves. But like you said, what is the intent behind a photo or whatever that you're posting? And if it is to attract uh, a mate or something like that, typically mm. when you're posting photos like that, you're not going to be attracting the people. If you're someone who wants to be in a godly, godly relationship, you're not going to attract the person that God has for you if you're stepping right. outside of his will to get something. Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I think about too, like just from a personal perspective, like what I, once I was trying to, you know, really just think about, okay, what am I looking for in like someone that I date and what am I looking for in a potential spouse? And like it dramatically changed. And just from my perspective, like I went from finding, you know, shirtless photos and like, <laughs> You know, very like provocative photos, like, you know, attractive and like sort of like, ooh, you know, to like almost like, ooh, I don't, you know, if like that's like, I don't know, that's like not attractive to me anymore. I, I, there's something to be said about like, like, you know, just modesty from a male perspective as well. Um, And I think to, to Christian women, it's much more attractive to, to see a, 
to see a guy who's, you know, not just like throwing it all out there and, um, you know, putting it all out there. And like, I kind of had the same check on myself. I was like, okay, am I actually like, am I a good example, first of all, for young women who maybe follow me or look up to me? Um, am I posting something that's um, pushing them to sin as well. And yeah. that's something we also have to think about. Like, are we causing others to stumble with our quote truth or doing what makes us quote happy? Like yeah. if we're causing others to stumble, then that's absolutely not God's best. Um, and, you know, I got thinking about like, okay, who am I attracting? Yeah. Because if I'm trying to attract a godly man, he's not going to really desire a wife who's just putting everything out there that only her husband should see. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's, it's just, yeah, it's yeah. That's like considered old school. Like, and I laugh because I actually now, when people add me, um, like girls in particular, and I see like, oh, like they have like a cross or something and they're Christian. So I'm like super excited and I'll go on their page. And I love seeing just good, modest, wholesome content. I get so excited mm-hmm. about that because it is so rare. You almost are like, you feel like you're dodging like provocative images all yeah. day long on social media. Oh, like I'm, yeah. I'm always oh, yeah. on like, you know how you can um, change it to like that, like not interested or whatever. And like yes. when you're on like that, whatever yes. open feed thing. Um, and I'm always doing that. I'm like, why? Like, I don't want to see like these pictures of these guys or mm. what I even like of other women and stuff like that. I'm like, okay. Like, you know, cause it's changing the way I view one myself and what I should be posting, but also like it's changing the way I'm thinking about like, you know, men in general or like things like that. So it's always, you're, yeah. you're always being influenced. And we've talked about that um, yeah. on our influencer episode. Um, it was a great episode by the way, too. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, another yeah. kind no, of into our last one, um, mm. So another message that we hear constantly online, and I'll kind of group the last two together, mm-hmm. um, is we hear God will give you financial riches and he will give you every wish because he's a Jew. <laughs> um, yeah. The Bible doesn't say that that's true. No, <laughs> God no. You rich and give you every, or he, he does say he'll give you every desire of your heart, but it's when it's in line with his will for your right. life. So, right. And that's often a part that pastors and preachers and yeah. books and motivational speakers leave out is that it says that if we're aligned with God's will, that is when our prayers will be, you know, that's when he says, I will give you the desires of your heart. If our de- the desires of our heart are in line with his will. And yeah. so if our desires of our heart are just to make, like we just talked about those fleshly desires, no, they're not going to be granted. And so, you know, if our idol is money and we just idolize money and rich, uh, riches and fame and cars and houses and, you know, the pool and the vacation and the whatever, um, actually granting that wish for you to be materially materially wealthy is probably the worst thing that God could do for you. Yeah. So, you know, it, so we have to, we're always so short-sighted with our thinking. And, um, you know, we think about like, oh, if I just had this, I'd be happy. And so God, give the, give me this and I'm going to, I'm going to name it and claim it. And it's just going to yeah. come true. And it's like, 
we're essentially thinking we're God if we're yep. saying that. Like, I'm going to name it. I'm going to claim it. It's going mm-hmm. to happen. Um, our ways are not God's ways. Our thoughts are, are much lower than God's thoughts. And so what you think may be the best thing for you could actually be your demise. And so yep. I go to First uh, Timothy 6.10 says, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. And I think that's so true. I mean, money and fame and sex and power. I mean, it's like so, so tempting to chase after those things. And if we're putting that above God, it's, it's our, it's our idol and it's our God. I mean, every single person is worshiping something. And so we have to really take an evaluation of what are we worshiping? Yeah. And then also Hebrews 13, five, this is, um, talking about money, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. And this, goes back to as well what Paul talks about, you know, he was imprisoned, he was um, beaten, he was tortured, and he said, I have everything I need as long as I have God. I mean, he said, I have learned the secret to being content, and it's through Jesus Christ. And so are we actually putting that into practice, um, which, you know, I just as much as anyone else need this reminder because it's so tempting to um, be, <laughs> just seek after these things. And yeah. and that's one area where I think I tend to stumble a little bit is like the success portion. Cause I, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this. We're both, we're both just, we want to be successful in whatever we do yeah. and strive for greatness. Yeah. And it's like, am I striving for greatness for myself or am I striving for greatness for the Lord? Yeah. No, I totally agree. And I mean, it, it, it's funny because we see all the time um, these uh, music artists and celebrities and, you know, all these people and they have everything that you could ever want. And they are really some of the most unhappy people. And they'll be the first to tell you that like, I thought money was going to make me happy. And it didn't, it didn't heal the hurt, the wounds, all the things that only God can heal. And the world is constantly pushing on us via social media that what success looks like in the world's eye is being able to vacation all year, Mm -hmm. making a ton of money, driving the newest, nicest car, Mm -hmm. um, owning the biggest house, whatever it is. And like, the thing is that we know that it's so empty and it's not going to give you anything. I don't think that it is bad, um, to have money and to want, not at all. We've mentioned this so many times, but the thing is also true is that God gives some a lot and God gives some a little, and that's the way the world works. That's also why socialism is so bad because it Mm -hmm. makes people jealous of someone else's blessings, financial blessings that God has Mm -hmm. given them um, and may not have blessed them with. And, you know, I think that anyone can work hard to get out of a bad situation or um, just, you know, if you're not financially stable, like that's why America is so amazing because we can really Mm -hmm. pull ourselves out of like the gutter, you know, here we have so much Mm -hmm. opportunity. Um, But the thing is like, God never, ever, ever promises that he's going to bless you financially. Um, He does promise to bless you in other ways, but not necessarily financially. Um, I also have experienced things where um, I, well, I was telling you all quickly 
like go over this, but I went to a church that was very interesting. Um, about two weeks ago, someone told me and my friend to go check it out. So we went and basically I notice typically when I'm at churches, if they're basically always tying the message back to your giving and to if you give more, God will bless you more. And if you're not giving, you're not loving. This is like essentially what church was saying. And the thing is, is that what the Lord actually says about tithing and and about giving and serving others is that you need to do it with a a thankful heart and you need to do it with a a loving heart. And if you're giving and you're like, I don't really want to be doing this, keep it. Like God does not need your financial blessings. And so this church is really interesting. It was just a little bit over the top, but they definitely were kind of pushing that prosperity gospel in the sense of that, you know, you need to be giving more financially if you want to be blessed more. And Mm -hmm. that is just not biblical. Um, Mm -hmm. And tithing really, obviously you should never tithe to get something back. You should be tithing out of the goodness of your heart and that God has put this on your heart to give. Um, I know for me personally, I give in different ways of, um, I don't just give to, I I don't have a, I'm looking for a new church right now. Yeah. (laughs) give. I was giving to the church that I had been attending for the last few years. And then I'm switching to a different church. I'm, I'm anyway. So I like to right now give to, um, organizations that are usually helping with like human trafficking or like feeding children or, um, like pro-life, um, mm-hmm. ministries like that. So for me, I don't actually even give to a church right now at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I give to ministries that I believe in and that are pushing, not just helping children, but also pushing the gospel as well. So I think that's really awesome. But I, if there's ever a time where I'm like giving grudgingly, I am just like, you know, Lord, I just pull back and I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm sorry that I'm like not giving out of a joyful heart because that is also a sin and that's wrong. Um, so right. I can make a little note on that. Sorry, bunny girl. Yeah, no, I think too, one thing to keep in mind, kind of like going off of what you said is like keeping the perspective that everything we have from God everything that we have is from God. Yeah. And so if we root ourselves in that truth, we won't feel like giving is um, a burden, right? If we have that perspective. And I think a lot of times churches get on this um, message, which is very contrary to the word that like, okay, you know, if you are basically making a blanket statement, like, if you give this amount, you will be blessed. And like, that's almost going back to what the Catholic church would say with, um, if you give money, then God will forgive your sins. Uh, uh, my gosh, I'm blanking on the term. Um, um, oh my goodness. It's literally escaping me, but essentially where you would give money to the church in order to have your sins forgiven. And a lot of, I think a lot of churches nowadays, um, almost wrap that in kind of a different way, but it's the same yeah. thing. It's like, okay, if you give this certain amount, then God will grant whatever prayer that you have. Yeah. And that's very um, contrary to the word. And so yeah. I think it's it's really important. God always goes back to the heart and with the state of our heart and a generous heart and a giving heart and a loving heart. And so are we giving because we think we're going to get something? Because that's not how we should get. We should be giving because it's actually from um, a place of generosity and realizing that our 
our wealth or our blessings or the things we have are from God. And it's not from my own might. It's from the Lord. He blessed me with the ability to work and the ability to do whatever it is that brought me the, the money that I have or the the material things that I have and giving from that place. And also too, we have to remember generosity is not just money. It's also time. It's also um, caring about other people. It's not just, okay, giving you a check. It's maybe being there for a friend when they need you. It's maybe um, active service or, you know, whatever it may be kind of going back to like love languages and that sort of thing. It's not just gifts. I mean, if love languages. It's not just monetary things. And God wants our love and our heart. And he cares more about our heart than, than essentially like uh, the number on the check. So I think it's important or the, I'm saying a check. I mean, no one writes checks except for me. (laughs) I still have a checkbook. Okay. Um, (laughs) um, I honestly, I prefer checks and cash over card because card can just get out of hand. And that's another thing too. I mean, that could be a whole nother podcast on um, basically like biblical, you know, money principles, but um, I think it's just important to to root ourselves in like, okay, where is our heart not? What is the outcome? Like, where is our, where is God leading us? And where is our heart not like an X, Y, Z formula? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think that's great. Um, Yeah. yeah, That's all we have for you guys today. We covered So (laughs) I know, I know. I hope you guys, yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. And um, be sure to, to leave us a review as another reminder. And we appreciate all the reviews and all the, um, episode suggestions. And we just hope that this episode was a blessing. If it was, we encourage you to share it with a friend or, um, share it on social media and tag us for sure. So we can see it. And, uh, we would love to see you all share it and, uh, spread, spread the word. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. And don't forget, our next episode is the dating panel with the guys. So share that with friends too. Um, Yeah, we're super excited. We will talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Bye.